Hi folks, welcome to A Different Direction. We cover stories of strange, document the weird, stuff like that. I'm Dave. I'm Diana. And today we're talking about The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. Episode 13, Steel Horses. Before we start, I want to let you know you can contact us uh, by email at differentdirection at tgifrk.com or on Twitter at diffdirectionpod. Uh, we do have a message from one of the freaks on the message boards. Uh, my friend Chris, who's from... Um, oh, I thought it was gonna be adam barnes <laughs> <laughs> oh i wish i'm still waiting for those messages from adam barnes someday. we all are someday uh, chris who's a uh, table flips you on twitter also uh by the way i recently played a uh rad game on a zoom game show thing that chris has created that i really enjoy he has not paid me to say this and he doesn't know that i'm doing it i just really enjoyed it and you should check it out it's called mall night long it's very good and fun, and you should hire him to do it because it's great. Anyway, uh, so he contacted me about uh, Crystal Hawks. Yep. To say, Bly reminds me of one of those villains at the end of a side-scrolling brawler from the 90s who just wears a regular suit and a long coat and absolutely costs you 14 credits to beat. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he absolutely is. He's like, I, I kind of had him pegged as super clever, has lots of henchmen, but that fight scene legitimately surprised me with how physically tough he was. The orb. <laughs> it's the orb. Before, I mean, that's the thing. Before that episode, I viewed him as somebody who doesn't get his hands dirty. He doesn't do the fighting. He has people who do the fighting for him. He'll kill somebody. I thought that's what I was saying. And then... He did a gun trick thing, and you were like, no, obviously he knows how to do the gun trick. Or was that me making that argument? Well, I think the... I don't remember who was saying what, but I think what we landed on is that, like, he will. He's I good guess, at I it. I guess he will. But, like... And he's good at yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Guess so. Um, but, yeah, like, that got me thinking of, like, that old... I don't remember that old Simpsons episode with, like, the where, like, the the mafia fighting the yakuza in like the the simpsons like front yard <laughs> now <laughs> oh it's just, it's like early season like before early... season 10 or something yeah, yeah. i don't know what seasons are happening now I like no 45 or something yeah but there's just this moment with Marge trying to get Homer to come inside, and he's like, "Oh, but the little guy over there hasn't done anything yet, and it's going to be really cool when he does. And it's just this one little guy in a suit, like, not in the fight, but just staring, and it's just like... That seems like... <laughs> a reference to kung fu movies with like, those sure, sort of fights yes. is what it is, though. And... It seems like a Simpsons thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Is what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. As it is. One. Yes, very much so. So that's what we had, but yeah, like, if, if I, it definitely surprised me seeing him fight like that, even though I know that actor can be, like, a menacing, like, tough man. He, he does that. That's what he does in The Untouchables. That's who he's playing. Like, I know he's, that's his thing, but, like, as Bly, it's definitely strange to see him like that. It's weird, because it says untouchable on the... <laughs> Why is there any touching at all? I know, I know. Somehow they managed to. They should be doing that Matrix-style fighting from just afar. <laughs> yes, exactly. That is what they should be no doing. No one does any hand-to-hand combat in that mirror or anything. <laughs> Never mind. Look over there! I mean, to be fair, they are actually fighting from really far away in the Matrix. 
I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, so, um, anyway, getting in, back, getting into the actual episode. So, right around this episode is uh, didn't know how to say this name the first time. Still don't know how. It's Tom Chihak, C H E H A K. Previously wrote uh, the episode No Man's Land. And directed by Kim Manners, who has previously directed No Man's Land and Showdown. So, uh, makes a lot of sense uh, uh, about that the people that did No Man's Land would be the ones working on this episode, uh, for reasons that will make sense once we do the recap. So. <laughs> Too bad we're not doing a recap. <laughs> right, of course. Not at all. All right, so let's spoil it by doing the recap. Okay. Uh, do you want to, or do you want me to do it? Well, this episode's mostly about Comet. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Comet yeah. is featured heavily in this. Comet is the, is the hero of the episode, for sure. Yeah. Actually, kind of, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Like, that. that isn't a joke at all. 100%, Comet is the hero of the episode. Green apples for everyone. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. um, I can re- I can try to do recap. Do you want me to read little bit that I have? <laughs> Only if you want to. I wrote one, but sure, I... I'll okay. I'll do a little bit. Okay. Some secret future machines are stolen from the robber barons by Juno Dawkins and his crew. Uh, turns out they're using the rocket bikes to catch the orb on its way to Nevada. <laughs> Briscoe and Bowler have to track down the cycles for the sake of Socrates' job. Um, and that's all I have. <laughs> all right. So, like, pretty much the beginning of the episode. All right. Okay. Although I do think that I could probably just say the rest because it's they basically are able to capture one of the people with Dawkins' gang. And surprise, surprise, they go to Wickwire. Wickwire knows all because uh, he knows all about future machines. Uh-huh. Number one and number two knows somebody that speaks German. Right. It's everyone's favorite sisters that are blacksmiths from No Man's Land. Mm-hmm. The Schwenka sisters. Schwenke. Sh- yeah. Uh-huh. Them. <laughs> uh huh. Them. They're back. They sure are. And they sure are still definitely really German. And they are definitely doing a sexy cop (laughs) dominatrix scene in this, more or less. It's supposed to be like good cop, bad cop, but it's more like good German, bad German. (laughs) Smooth. Because they're not cops, they're just German ladies. Uh, Well, they're blacksmiths. Well, sure. Um, well, one gets kind of smoochy with Hans uh-huh. to, like, try to extort. So, basically, they butter him up and then beat him up. <laughs> right. And then that's how Briscoe actually finds out about the orb and why their people stole the bikes in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then um, Wickwire's able to tell them what this future machine bike motorcycle thing is. Mm-hmm. It's a motorcycle. <laughs> and made some improvements on it because, like, they... What do they do? Like... I almost said Rambo. Lasso. <laughs> they lasso up Hans, which is how they get him. He, um, Dave will explain this so much better. Let's just hear Dave's. <laughs> okay. Because I can't do it. If it's not written down, I'll just, like, ramble for, like, 
ever. Okay, so sh where should I start? From just start from the beginning. Just start totally from the beginning. <laughs> All right. All right. Here, here's my recap that I got written up. I say I've got it written up like it's like a script, but it's like notes. Anyway, here we go. Socrates has a little secret. It's not a sexy secretary this time. It's prototype motorcycles. Uh, luckily, they're super well protected. Nothing could ever happen to them except they're stolen immediately by Juno Dawkins' gang. Uh, gotta give him back or Socrates is gonna lose his job. In completely unrelated news, not related in any way whatsoever, there's a super fast wagon. The orb is in it. They, they, they're gonna protect it from the front so it doesn't get stopped. They don't need protection in the back. Nothing goes fast enough to catch this wagon. Nothing can get to the badonkadonk. <laughs> exactly. They're, so why bother even guarding the back? They're definitely nothing fast enough to catch this wagon ever, ever. It's never gonna happen. Back to the gang that has a super fast motorcycles. Uh, can't figure out how that's connected. Uh, they go, they steal some dynamite. Why do they steal dynamite? So they can rob a bank. Why are they going to rob a bank? So they can buy refinery equipment so they can dig for oil and then refine it into gasoline so they have enough gasoline to catch the drive them long enough to catch the wagon. Did you forget about this bit? That's the thing that happened. You're making faces like you forgot. I totally forgot. <laughs> because, yeah, I totally forgot. Yep. This is why you do these. <laughs> uh, so, the, yes, this is what's happening in this okay, episode. Okay, just gonna, I know, sorry, that, go that, on. They keep these faces. No, I just, I, I forgot. I need some to ask some questions. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, there are questions. <laughs> but I will pause and let you finish your book report right so yeah they're trying to buy some uh, uh refinery equipment you can't just steal refinery you can't steal equipment. It. you can steal money to buy it but you can't steal refinery equipment that's hard to get i love that confidence <laughs> <laughs> we'll just steal the money instead uh so there is so much to be said about that but i'm gonna continue yes. with very again while robbing the bank that's when briscoe and bowler catch up to them uh most of the people on the motorcycles get away, but yes, they manage to lasso Hans, uh, and Hans's bike crashes. Hans is the German guy in their group, and so they're trying to get some information, but they can't, because he only speaks German. Which, by the way, nobody else in the gang seems to speak German, but somehow they get useful information out of Hans anyway. Don't entirely know how that happens. Anyway... Now Briscoe and Bowler have a broken motorcycle and a guy who speaks German. If only they knew a guy who can easily fix machines that he's never seen before because they don't exist and know some German people. Hey, what I know someone that's good with machines. <laughs> yep. So he's a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he would speak Italian and he does machines. Um, so. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so they go and they find Wickwire, they recruit the, the Schwenke sisters, and uh, uh, after, as I said, playing a bit of good German, bad German, they manage to get some information out of Hans so that Briscoe and Muller now know everything the audience knows, uh, that they're going after the orb. Um, they, With the information that they get, they're able to find uh, yet another very well-appointed cave. Uh, these criminals love some well-decorated caves. 
They find another very nice cave that these criminals are in where they are refining the gasoline that they drilled for using... They're refining the crude oil that they drilled earlier with their motorcycle-driven oil drill. And they are now refining in a cave. Just... <laughs> just... Wooden barrels full of gasoline that they are making. <laughs> um, they get the jump on on Juno, but uh, another member of the gang gets a jump on Briscoe and Bowler by. She's just a teen girl. She's pregnant with her cheeseburger phone. What do you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, they. Get the jump on Prisco and Buller by dumping all of the gasoline on them and basically setting them on fire. Uh, but they manage to get away through dynamite magic. But Angel and uh, Juno uh, and the nerdy one, whose name I never got, uh, all manage to get away. And Prisco and Buller will never catch them, except... Yes, they will, because Wickwire has fixed up the motorcycle and made it better and also invented a sidecar and NOS. It added a NOS system. Um, and there, also, by the way, there's a weird lever. It will never come up. It seems like this is definitely a thing that's going to be the thing that matters later in the episode that, like, that lets them save the day. Never matters. I thought that <laughs> they were going to push, like, pull that and, like... Bowler was gonna just like roll away or something. Be oh, ejected yeah. out. Someone be ejected out. Some mm -hmm. kind of weird thing. Yeah, that would be how. Yeah, how you get the remove the sidecar. How you trigger the NOS system. Something. By the way, I'm not joking. He Wickwire added NOS to this thing. Anyway, uh, they go after the gang and a very dejected Comet who thinks he could totally catch the motorcycles runs right after them and definitely can catch the motorcycles. Comet's real fast, boys. Comet's real fast. Anyway, so... <laughs> they managed to uh, stop the wagon from getting uh, dynamited and, and robbed, but they still have to get the motorcycles. And unfortunately, the problem with doing that is they stop the, uh, uh, the wagon from getting robbed by dynamiting their own motorcycle. No, they don't have a motorcycle anymore. How are they going to catch the other motorcycle? Well, turns out Comet's here, and he's got a plan, and it involves murder. Just murdering a guy by chasing him off a cliff. That's right, Comet straight up chases a guy off a cliff, uh, and along with his motorcycle. So we've got one motorcycle that got dynamited, another one that went off a cliff. Problem is, you need all four to save Socrates' job, so Socrates... Sorry, bro. You don't got a job anymore. JK, Wickwire's really smart, and, and the Spanky sisters are amazing blacksmiths, and they somehow managed to get the all four motorcycles into perfect, pristine c condition. Socrates has a job back. Everything's fine. Credits. No one needs to pay Wickwire a penny. <laughs> It's what true. happens to that refinery equipment, like, left in that cave? Oh, that got real exploded. Oh, yeah, that got exploded. Oh, yeah, exploded. they got exploded, and they thought they were in heaven. <laughs> yeah. The gang set 
their cave full of refinery equipment and gasoline on fire, and then Briscoe saves them saves them from burning to death by exploding it all with dynamite. This this is some wild stuff happening in this. Uh, but yeah, the the refinery equipment is not going to be used. Do you think that the that these people are the inspiration for the Wild Bunch? <laughs> I mean. That's some cowboy movie humor for you. <laughs> bang, bang. <Sure> is. <laughs> Trick shot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, what do we want to talk about in this episode? There's so much, I think, to talk about. I'm just disappointed that the lover didn't do anything. The little... I know. I was just waiting. One. Bowler, like, in the tiny little sidecar. Mm-hmm. And then just... With his little sunglasses, goggles, things. Oh, yeah. And just... The dirt talks to him. The oh, yeah. The dirt talks to him. It does, yeah. They... The dirt talks to me, Briscoe. <laughs> that is so good. Yeah, because when they're chasing the gang... He's the best tracker. He is the best tracker. Yeah, because they're chasing the gang, and the gang's just... And, and Bowler just stops the them. motorcycle. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's like, you gotta stop. Is this when they were already stopped because they were doing all these close-up <laughs> shots and you're like, they're not moving here. Oh my god. Yeah. They're... So, yeah, there are, when they're chasing the gang in the motorcycle, when they're in the motorcycle in the sidecar to chase the, the gang down, there's one shot where I know, you can't, this, I couldn't prove, I wouldn't be able to prove it because you can't see anything behind them, but I was just like, they are super not moving. It's just like a shot from below and they're clearly like there's like a smoke machine and they're just blowing like the smoke past them so it looks like a lot of motion but there's a later shot where the where the camera's higher up and you can just see fields of grass behind them not like completely stationary but they're still leaned way forward and there's motorcycle sounds happening and all this wind blowing them Like, they literally might as well be in, like, a grocery store parking lot on, like, one of those little toy, like, like you know, they quarter machines. They could not both fit on one of <laughs> those. Know. But it's like that, and they're just going, like, like, to make it seem like they're moving, because you can literally see stationary grass behind them. <laughs> it's just, like, so funny to me, just how, like clearly they are not moving like you can yeah, see grass doesn't move dave <laughs> yeah they aren't moving against it it's so funny to me. like yeah they're just holding a big <laughs> dirt clod of grass behind them mm-hmm. oh i see there's the sidecar sidecar that just has the sod it's the <laughs> yeah, sod car <laughs> it's the sod car yeah <laughs> Okay, we're done. (laughs) Yeah, we're retiring from podcasting. That's the best joke I'll ever make. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about some refining. Refinery stuff. Oh, okay. I was going to talk about Hans, but let's talk about refining. (laughs) 
so this gang okay so the first thing i thought when they steal these motorcycles is they're gonna run out of fuel they've they've got whatever was in the tank when it was in storage yeah and that's it you there there aren't gas stations they just stop along the way dave (laughs) right where that's my thing. I was just like, where? There's nowhere to go buy gas. What are they fueling it with? That's the refinery thing. They have... They are res- well, could you use, like, oil from a lamp? No. That would be the wrong kind of oil. So how are they able to, like... How do they even know? How do they... Doesn't it take a long time to refine? <laughs> so long. And also, I want to <laughs> say... And... You, you know... It seems like a really big deal to strike oil. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some questionable shows made about it. Uh-huh. So, um, I'm just saying yeah. that I don't think you can just go into any old cave and just strike oil <laughs> oh, in there. Oh, they didn't strike oil in the cave. Oh, they did it outside the cave? They, so, the first, first what we see after they've robbed the bank, the next time we see them... They are just pulled over on the side of the road with a a big old brass looking barrel thing and some kind of like engine that's like on a belt going around the motorcycle wheel and the motorcycle wheel is just spinning. And that is a is apparently drilling oil. They are just they've found an oil well just they just found one. They just found it, a, an oil, a, a oil underground oil deposit, like deposit that they can just drill for with this equipment that they found. It's just here. They just know. They got the unlockable that helps them find oil. <laughs> yeah, they are very good at divining. Yes, <laughs> and <laughs> they um, they use they... the power of the orb. <laughs> Briscoe Sr.'s spirit pointed it out. It has to be. That's the only explanation. Like, they just... We don't see that. It gets cut out of the episode. Why would he be helping John Bly's gang? I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. We don't know. It's weird. But yeah, they managed to just, just find, just drill wherever on the side of the road, find some crude oil, apparently fill a bunch of barrels that they then are able to get to a cave. How do they get them to a cave? With just a bunch of motorcycles? How do they get a bunch of barrels of crude oil to a cave? They do. It happens. And then in that cave, again, don't know how they got the refinery equipment or the drill or any of that on their motorcycles, but they do. (laughs) Get it to a cave where they then are able to refine it into barrels of gasoline. How are they planning on uh, transporting those barrels? Not ever explained. They don't have any carts or anything. They just have motorcycles and giant wooden barrels full of gasoline. How's any of that getting anywhere? How is any of it ever going to be useful? Tell you how, trying to burn Briscoe to death. There's no other useful. I want to say that when we see the like, like orb. Deli- like we we see that the orb is going to be like transported. Mm-hmm. They're like, you got to get this orb to the place in like twenty four hours, not twenty four, forty eight hours. They made 48, 48 tops. Yeah, they're trying yeah. to get it to Nevada. And the person was like, 
what you say? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And was, you know, there was no way to do it. But somehow right. they have enough time to rob a bank, mm -hmm. buy refinery equipment, which mm -hmm. no one realized was the money from the rod bank. Right. And then, um, find, find, find it, an oil deposit. Do all, drill this, it. Okay. <laughs> Someone's got time blindness, or it is really easy to do this, and we're all messing up by not just like going out there. Seriously, just like it's out there. That oil's out there. We could all be just drilling it up. I don't know why. It seems yeah. important. <laughs> yeah, we. Yeah, we're messing up. We're messing up. But why are we wasting our time podcasting right now? We could I don't be out, know. Like, go buy a motorcycle and some refinery equipment. That's it. That's our life. Gasoline's so expensive right now. Think of how much we could make by just like refining a few barrels of it in a, in a cave. Okay, I just realized what <laughs> we've become, and we're getting closer and closer to Mad Max. Yeah, yeah th these people have figured out how to make pure gasoline. <laughs> I was gonna say, um, I can't remember what like the War Boys say. Don't they like chant something? Yeah, yeah. But I was gonna say bangarang, <laughs> and I am still gonna say bangarang. Yeah, bangarang. Okay, why did they waste a good name like Juno Dawkins on this very boring character? <laughs> I mean, he's not boring. I mean, he does like mm -hmm. his magic at finding oil. Yeah, I mean, and time. They give a lot of interesting names to Bly's like. Like one of like we just had Winston Smiles, which is, I know that's a good name. It's a good name, and again, a random person from you know working for Bly who will only see for one episode. Juno Dawkins probably only going to see. No, for I feel like this is a callback that we've heard about Juno Dawkins before. I don't think so. I remember one of the names of the people. Okay. It was like from the beginning, and his name is like Nets or something. It's not Nets. <laughs> it's some kind of name like that. But I didn't write it down for some reason. Wait. In this episode? Yeah. They're, they named the people. Yeah. There was Angel and Hans. Hans, Juno Dawkins, and, and the then nerdy the one. Nets. Nets? I don't know. I, I believe you. I don't it know. It wasn't Nets. <laughs> okay. I don't remember. Because Bowler says when they knock over their motorcycles, uh -huh. you know, they Bowler says he's going to go get those people because, oh, their motorcycle is broken because they <laughs> blow it up with the, with the like, dynamite that they've put <laughs> on when they catch up to the orb wagon. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I forgot all yeah. about that. <laughs> I, I Okay. I can't talk about this even in order. Like, we haven't even talked about when they, like, rob that, like, desert market. Uh-huh. That... Gully. Yeah, and he's just eating a peach, and apparently all he has to him is just, like, one fresh peach he can sell. <laughs> and just everything else is, like, super old because no one goes that way. Mm-hmm. I don't know That's... how you're going to find him. They don't even have maps at this time. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah. If you don't have a map where like the checkpoint shows up, they definitely divine to this market. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like they just find a yeah, they find a random market where there's some dynamite in the middle 
the desert. In the middle of the desert. That's that, yeah. That's, that's another thing. Dynamite desert. That's why they knew where to go. Wait, actually, yeah, that's another good point. They need they need money for the refinery, but they uh, the refinery equipment. But they don't try to get it until after they've stolen the motorcycles. And even then, they don't have the dynamite for the bank robbery yet. They have to go buy it, or steal it, rather. They have to find a random cart to steal the dynamite from. Okay. To rob the bank to buy the refinery equipment. (laughs) I'm sorry, because of I'm re-watching slash watching for the first time Criminal Minds, Mm -hmm. and now I'm... Clearly an FBI profiler. <laughs> uh-huh. And I think that we can say that the unsub is a little chaotic. <laughs> this was not this was not an organized robbery. No, it was not. It was not organized mm-hmm. and um we don't know where they're going to go next. <laughs> we, we need to narrow down the suspects. <laughs> the best thing about narrowing down the suspects are John Blige gang. Right. Yes. Who are on future machines, <laughs> steel horses, round rumbling machines through the Wild West. Yeah. Everyone, that, so much attention. But I guess they're going so fast, so it doesn't matter. Right. They're just zooming right it's, past. It doesn't matter, like, that they're wanted, dead or alive, because on a steel horse they ride. <laughs> Sound like lines from a song. Yes, that's definitely like why they called it this, right? Well, that and like that's not. This isn't the only place where steel horses has been used to refer to motorcycles. Okay, can you tell me where those other places are? Because then I'll <laughs> avoid them. <laughs> also, what was that fantasy book that I had you read that definitely would have a steel horse in it? Because I had like a oh yeah, Corvette. because the, the car was literally a horse. The car was a horse? The car was a ho- oh, oh, my God. Okay, yes. So I was reading. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Oh, my God. This book. I didn't even finish that book. I should. I should finish that book. It was called, like, When the Bow Breaks. And I don't know why it's called that, but it's about elves who are really into, like, who live in, like, the r- current, real, modern world and are really into, like, street, like, not street, <laughs> like, car racing, like, like, and, but the, the their magical horse has trans, they've transformed it magically into a car so that they can be in car races. <laughs> 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 but like it's still alive and has a consciousness like it is it's there wait like, does it still run like a horse is gonna like scrunched or something or like well, no, it's it just... a it's a car but like it's alive and no and like he can talk to it because wait, does it's he magic. have gasoline in it yeah i think it's a i mean it's a car <laughs> but, what? but it's it's magic what if i kill the horse you can't that's... Well, no, because at that time it's a car, so well, it beca- it's like a transformer. It, I mean, magical. Yes, it's been it's been polymorphed. It's so it's got the but the properties of a car. Now, 
Okay. Well, I'm really glad that the motorcycles do not have the properties of a horse because they get smashed to bits. They sure in do. This. Yep. And um Okay. So we just kind of talked about that market in the middle of the desert. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. with old man Nick Frost running it. Old man Nick Frost, yeah. Um whenever I hear that, it just sounds like you're talking about like a wintertime movie. <laughs> I could also just be talking about a member of my family. I know. One of my many, many cousins could just be old man Nick Frost. I know. <laughs> Again. Mm-hmm. It's wintertime. <laughs> well, yes. Most of my family still lives in Maine, so yeah. Yes. <laughs> that again mm-hmm. didn't need to be said. <laughs> I mean, most people listening don't know it. Don't know that your entire family is lives in Maine or a lot snow, of it. snow snow folks. Right. They mo- most most people don't know that a I lot of my family is snowkin. How okay. How I don't know how old man Nick Frost makes it in the desert this long, honestly. From that just one little sustenance from that peach, <laughs> he is so helpful and really wants to just help out some people by selling some goods. How do you know how old dynamite is by smelling it? Uh, I so I, I wouldn't actually be surprised. If you could tell, because the thing with dynamite is like after a certain, as the older it is, it like the the nitroglycerin that's in it will start to seep through the like paper on the outside. Mm-hmm. So it's clear that Angel's the dynamite guy. That's what he's there for. Mm-hmm. Because when he places the dynamite on the wagon at the end, as soon as he does it, Nets or whatever his actual name is, is like. Thanks, your services are no longer needed, and knocks him off of his motorcycle. Oh yeah, he does say that. I yeah. don't understand why Donkins is so Donkins. <laughs> I don't know why Donkins is so mean. It's not him that does it. It's the nerdy guy. Oh, Donkins the is still guy? up in the front. Yeah, Donkins is still up in the front, but like nerdy guys, like thanks, your services are no yeah, longer but needed. Angel, he also get like he gets taken out by Bowler. Good. <laughs> yeah, but. Um, Bowler just fumbles that dynamite right into the sidecar. He sure does. But so Angel is the guy who knows dynamite. So he probably knows what year old dynamite smells like because he knows what it smells like when you can really smell the nitroglycerin coming through it. Okay. Granted, I did learn some of this from Lost, but... I've I've had it ver like I've had it verified in actual things that aren't lost, but I did learn it from Arst in Lost originally that that's how you can tell that dynamite is old. But it is still true. It's not that isn't the only place I I know it from. It's just the first place I knew it from. I knew it from Mister Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a helpful episode. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Real shame about Mr. McFeely. So, <laughs> uh, don't you dare! <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. 
I don't know if you had more to say on that subject, but I just thought I, there was a, something I wanted to bring up. Let's go. Okay. So after the the Schwanky sisters interrogate Hans and they get the information. Oh, they make him feel at home? Yeah. They sure do make him feel at home. Well, one of them does. Of I them don't does. remember. They have names. Ilsa and the other one. The problem is the other one's the one that talks the most. And so she keeps talking about Ilsa. Oh, but Wickwire says he says it once and I missed it. I think I don't think I got the actual name, but she's later explaining what Hans told them. Mm -hmm. And it it's that they're going after a thing and she can't remember the name. And she was like a a Himmelskuger or a Himmelskorper. Uh huh. Okay. So I just decided to look those up right now. Okay. So the first thing she, but it, she's like, a ball. It's a ball. Yeah, yeah. It's the orb. So the first thing she says, a Himmelskugger. Himmelskugger means sky clouds. Okay. Well, because Himmel means like heaven. Okay. Like Gotten Himmel is a thing, you know. Okay. Uh, uh, and then Himmelskorper means like celestial bodies. Like a planet or a star? Interesting. Yeah. But what she's did translating Hans it. say what the orb is exactly? I don't know. But she translates it to just mean like a ball. Like. But she's saying. It's like magical. She's saying celestial body. She's saying it like it's a planet. Pluto. It's small. <laughs> it became not a planet. Uh-huh. Because it was the orb. <laughs> and then it got split into three. It could have been nine. I hear there was like nine rings or seven or something. I don't know. Some amount of rings. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I'm just assuming the orb works similarly. <laughs> you split it up. Uh-huh. And you get the power when it combines. <laughs> right. So like Voltron. Right. Except they destroyed one of the orbs. So... It doesn't have an arm. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. It's just, I was just like, I don't think the word, I don't know what the word for ball in German is, but I'm pretty sure it's not Himmelskuger or Himmelskorper. Well, what's, is there a German word for orb? <laughs> Good question. Let's find out. Okay. That's interesting. So Ooh. orb in German is Kugel. So it's Kugel? Yeah. Like is okay. So Kugel's a kind of I thought dessert. It might be, but But I wonder if it's because it's that shape. Maybe. But, it's like something Kugel. Yeah, so she, she says so in the subtitles it says Cougar. Himmel's Cougar. But if she was actually saying Himmel's Kugel, that would be a heavenly orb. Oh, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because... Yeah, I would say the subtitles are wrong. Right. Because famously subtitles are wrong. Mm-hmm. Or they paraphrase. Yeah. Because it's not... A lot of times you don't... I, Which is a shame. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, it, it's a a lot of times it's a economy of space. Yeah, 
Which I understand. Yeah. But I also think like it's mis mistranslation. Yeah. Sometimes it's just wrong. It's just wrong. Yeah. Like when I was rewatching uh, uh, Battlestar Galactica, mm-hmm. the subtitles are terrible on that. Like there's so many that are very, very clearly absolutely not well, what they were trying to say. That's it's not like that show's confusing or anything, <laughs> right. and that you definitely need to understand what's happening. Yeah. It's they're bad. Um, but like, but I gotta say, considering they're just trying to be like, here's a German word, we can't remember the right word. Here's the right word. It's ball. The fact that it's like only off by one letter, but if you get it right, they're saying it's a a heavenly orb. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's some information being presented here only in german but only in german yep which i think is really interesting i also think bly would definitely definitely knows more about the orb than the audience does than briscoe Mm -hmm. does yeah than wickwire does Mm -hmm. i mean wickwire knows the orb like knows the orb and it's like i feel like he knows something but he doesn't but even know he I knows it. I, yeah, because I feel like he was like hypnotized yeah. by it. I think he absorbed something. He absorbed. He Ab- absorbed. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I want to talk about. When the sisters are dancing in quotes, oh, yes. doing yeah. their sexy blacksmith act in the horseshoe yep. club. Yep. I they got bored of being in no man's land and then yeah. decided they wanted to put their show on the road. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Yeah. I think that's exactly it. And then I feel like what it is is And that... our Wickwire is just being a total pest. Oh, he's always a pest. But I think the, I think what it is is that the Spanky sisters legitimately really like him. Yeah, I think he's likable, but he's also like he's definitely supposed to be kind of like doesn't get it that he's being strange or weird or I don't know. I feel I almost feel like he does he get does? it, and because okay, there's that one moment where he like. You know, when when Briscoe and Bowler are going to go after the gang and he's like, I'll stay here and protect the women. And they give him a like a kind of like, oh, you kind of a look. I didn't feel like that was an oh, you look. That was I will kill you. I didn't get that at all. Uh. I, they were like kind of smirking, like in a, in a like, ha, you. Ha. Ew. I think they think it's funny. And I think he knows they think it's funny. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> the problem is he's always kind of smirking. So I yeah, I that's kind of just assume, his face. Yeah. So I always kind of assume that like he's in on it. He. I'm not gonna pretend he's not gross. He's a little gross. I don't. But I don't know if he knows he's being gross. I don't know that he knows he's being gross. But I do think when he says that, he kind of seems a little like. He's definitely f- excessively flirty with but women who a, are not I, I into him. I feel like he's un—he's like flirty, but flirty in the awkward way. That yeah. Like, like, oh, I'm flirty, but just like uh, in that man-child kind of way. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So it's not 
actually sexual, if you know what I mean. Like it almost oh, I think seems. It is. But I get it. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I think he is. The okay. Also, when um the other sister is making Hans feel at home, uh-huh. um, what is happening? Because Bowler, everyone's watching through the like t- two the like, two way mirror. Yeah. One way mirror, because it's one way. No, it. Oh, it's, it's two ways. When you say a two way mirror, but, whatever. But <laughs> he, what work. did he? What did Wickwire call it? He called he, it something. He had a name for it. Uh. But it's like the mirror called. where you can see in and they can't see you. They right. just see the mirror. Right. So, but they're they're all there like gawking, and I'm like, what's happening <laughs> on the tables? Like, it definitely feels like there are some like. They're watching. It feels like they're watching two people have sex. They're not. We see them later, and it's clear that they're not. But it sure does feel like that's what's happening. Yeah, it definitely is implied that you know some some sexy times are alluded to because yeah. Bowler's like, I want one of these at home <laughs> right. where I can watch what's going on here all the time. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of my, like, bowler kind of, like, <laughs> ca- cadence. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He eventually, he essentially invents, invents the idea of te- television. Yeah. He's like, did I just invent the next common thing? You know? <laughs> and I, it, because this episode is very much talking about how Briscoe is, you know, looking, it's going to be the turn of the century soon. Yep. And the next coming thing, I'm looking for it. I don't know what it is. And, you know, it's definitely, I guess it's not a tank and it's not a motorcycle uh-huh. and it's not the orb. It's not the it's mind probably Dixie Cousins. Ma- and it's a mind switching machine. <laughs> it's definitely a mind switching machine. <laughs> By the way, just a little side note thing about that scene with the two way mirror. Yes. Do you know how a two way mirror works? How? It has to be basically pitch black in the other room oh in the room where you're looking where you're looking from yeah oh really why because otherwise that's just a window a mirror works because the back of the mirror is like opaque oh a two-way mirror only works because the room on the other side is black is dark is black so you oh. can see through it, and you can't see through the other side. If you put your face up to a two-way mirror and, mm-hmm. like, block out the light around your eyes, you can see through it. Oh, like the other people could see you doing that? Yeah, but you can see them, too, because... Yeah, I'm always doing that. <laughs> so if I'm they... always just, like, putting my face right up to the two-way thing at the interrogations. I'm saying if you know it's a two-way mirror, you can see through it by putting... The by only time your where eyes. I thought there might be a two-way mirror is at Ripley's, believe it or not. <laughs> but the fact that Wickwire and everyone is sitting is in a fully lit room, it would, that would not work. That would just be, like, a window. This show is so desaturated in color sometimes. Uh-huh. I just don't feel like the show has a lot of colors. Yeah, well, yeah. they're all in beige, and they're out in beige plains. Yeah, so how do we know? It's essentially black and white. <laughs> so how do we know that that room wasn't just not 
They had to have the lights on, but they weren't really on, you know? Uh-huh. 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 <sighs> okay, can we talk about the cave more? Not the refining specifically, but that scene? Because I got stuff to say about that scene. Yes, we can talk about the cave. <laughs> All right. That's where I am in my notes. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, they find the cave where the gang is. So Briscoe and Bowler find the cave. Is that yeah. what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, you want to? Do you want to talk about the writing on the wall? I do, but that wasn't the first thing I was going to bring oh, okay. up. But we can, we can. Yeah. There's a point where they're walking along this tunnel in this cave, and there is something written on this wall. And which, by the way, it never occurred to me until watching it yesterday that, like, because we're kind of reviewing them as they walk down this long tunnel, right? Mm-hmm. And it never occurred to me before that what they're actually walking through is half of a tunnel. Because they're filming it? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, somehow, even though I always think about that kind of stuff, it never occurred to me that if you're wa- filming someone walking down a tunnel like that, what you're actually doing is filming from the side. What you're actually filming is them walking down half of a tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> but th- so they built this half of a tunnel but there was a point along the way where it looks like there's something written clearly written on the wall i have no idea what it is it looks like almost like d4 se and then hho but the two h's share the middle lot like is this a thing about hh holmes <laughs> <sighs> i mean that would be hhh i know but Maybe. That's how secretive it is. It's actually three H's and, and an what's O. What's the thing from Twin Peaks? The owls are in the mountains. <laughs> I don't remember. The mountains have eyes. Yeah, I remember that being a thing. I don't remember what the actual <sighs> what word is. What is that? It's something about like the owls speak at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a... a huge, something fan. Like... huge fan. Huge fan. <laughs> huge fan. <laughs> Uh, There's a fish in the percolator. <laughs> okay, let's go. Um, I just think that's like such a weird detail because, like, yeah, why someone put that? They, they because it's happening. No tunnel. one is supposed to notice it or care <laughs> or rewind it back five times to try yeah. to read what it says. That's true because it would go so fast. Normally, like you're not gonna go back and see it. It was no. just on TV. It's just going to be a thing, a smudge. And also TVs were worse back yeah. then. So it was probably like nothing. Yeah. Probably. Probably looked like a ghost. <laughs> right. <laughs> Everyone was like, was that John Bly? Is <laughs> <laughs> that that Kilroy guy in the background? <laughs> right. Exactly. But Can- no, what I was actually going to talk about was like what, the fight that they have. and Cave fight? Yeah, the cave fight. Where, again, got to reiterate, they've been refining gasoline in this cave. Mm-hmm. Enough for them to still catch this wagon that has to be in Nevada in two days. Uh, they kick over these barrels of gasoline onto Briscoe and Bowler. And then, and Briscoe's like, don't shoot, you'll set this on fire. How does he even know? Like, gasoline isn't a thing that anybody uses. How does he even know how flammable it is? Are you sure that no one used gasoline then? It's not very common. 
You, okay. When were the first cars made? Early 1900s? This is like when the first cars are appearing in the world. He he knows about gas because he went to Harvard. (laughs) Also, as we like to do, the orb. (laughs) The orb gave him power about gasoline, okay? He gave him the knowledge about gasoline. Right. Also, but they know, like, oil catches on fire, so they know... Yeah, but what I'm saying is this guy, Juno, is able to light a Molotov cocktail. Um, as we see... Mm-hmm. It appears that he lights himself on fire. It sure does look like he lights his own arm on fire. Like he, we we went back and watched it a few times, and like it looks an awful lot like this actor when throwing this has set his own arm on fire, and they just cut away real fast. But it sure does look like that's what's happening. Did you look anything? up about that there's the uh, there's the only like trivia that was on this was not very interesting and has nothing to do with him this guy setting his arm on fire well i was leaving out the juicy parts (laughs) (laughs) there there's remarkably little information at this at that sort of level about this show it is unfortunately very little like trivia on that level to be found. This show is good. I know. And by this point in the in the show, one, I'm really glad there was no smooches. Yep. In this episode, mm-hmm. except for that one between Briscoe and Bowler, <laughs> and they do celebrate at the end. <laughs> um, but I think that that's the show is good and should have that trivia. Yeah. Because I think that it's picks up a lot. Mm-hmm. At, at this point, it's very good. And you can see the effort and energy being put into the episodes. And it would have been pretty interesting to see a second season, I think. Yeah. I think the thing is, like, if there had been, if there had been IMDb at this time, there would be that trivia. We need the TV guide interviews. <laughs> right. You need the, to find them on the net. <laughs> yeah. I gotta, like, contact some people. We gotta get contacts and, like... <laughs> we need contacts in the industry so we can ask, like, Hey, bro, did you set your arm on fire? <laughs> it sure does look like you set your arm on fire. I would just assume that if you had to do anything with a fire thing on a show, mm-hmm. you're not touching it. Yeah, but that guy uh, did, was touching it. That was all CGI. <laughs> well, that's the thing. There, there's a point where, because the barrel has apparently spilled so dramatically that there is just a, a river of gasoline going the entire length of the tunnel in this cave. That is following, like, when once it gets lit on fire, it, like, follows Briscoe and Bowler down the Don't tunnel. Move. <laughs> but, again, okay, I'm talking a lot about, like, mis- production mistakes in this episode. I legitimately really enjoyed this episode, but, like, some of the special effects in this were not the best. Um, Where- the orb, Gabe. <laughs> the orb, there's no orb effects in this episode. 
It's all orb effects. <laughs> all I'm saying don't is... Don't you dare talk about the orb that way. All I'm saying is, what's supposed to be a sort of river of gasoline that's catching on fire, you can actually see individual jets from where the, like, things where the, like, uh, uh, they clearly had something set for, like, flames to shoot up, mm -hmm. like, in individually set spots throughout the cave to make mm -hmm. it look like they were being chased as they ran past, which is what you do. You, you make sure it's timed so, like, you know when the fire's happening after the actors go. Like, you don't really want it going in a line, but there were clear, like, points where fire would go up. Where mm -hmm. it's, it looked like when, like on a stage, when they have like the little charges on different parts of a stage in like mm -hmm. a concert or something, where it's like this one spot, there's fire, but it's supposed to be a river of gasoline that's on fire. But you can mm -hmm. see it just going like, poof, like in the air, like they're in the, in the fire swamps from the Princess Bride. Just like, that's the one spot where there's fire. Look. <laughs> It was a beautiful effect, and I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and then they use dynamite to explode away the fire, which technically works, but you don't generally want to be dynamite underground. heavily featured in this episode. Heavily featured. Very heavily Heavily featured. exploded in this episode. <laughs> yeah, very much. Oh, there's... Yeah, because there's even that... When they go to that market wagon mm -hmm. to smell the dynamite, he puts it on fire to, like... He's going to just blow up the person's market. Yeah. And then Dawkins is like, no. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. And there's a whole standoff where the dynamite's just um, like ticking down and yep. he throws it perfectly into a bucket. He's the dynamite guy. Okay, but he's not the <laughs> basketball guy. He's not the no, like. He's not throwing a basketball. He's throwing dynamite. He's the dynamite guy. <laughs> That's what he does. That's what I do. <laughs> I Just also, real quick side thing: when they leave, when they have to leave Comet behind, because Comet definitely can't keep up with those motorcycles. When he's they're leaving, the last thing he says it, when he's trying Wait, to like the last thing Comet says. <laughs> the last thing Briscoe says after he's trying to like make Comet feel better about leaving him behind is stay out of that loco weed. <laughs> Comet I had no idea Comet Look we all need to relax And we all have our vices Sometimes you gotta go for the loco weed <laughs> oh, man. I don't know I just love I don't. I just love the relationship between Briscoe and Comet. Oh, me too. And Comet just feeling bad that he's on the motorcycle, mm -hmm. and he does like burst in at the end, mm -hmm. like, "Oh, Comet! <sighs> oh, you! It's fine. <laughs> don't worry. I'm not gonna ride on these new motorcycles." <laughs> mm -hmm. Boy doesn't want to either. Bowler didn't like the motorcycles to begin with. No. Thinks rubber tires are a dumb idea. And they are. They are. He's able to shoot about. He is the only... It, like, we have been watching 
uh, you know, the the world has been seeing car chases and things in movies and TV for, you know, almost a century. And this is one of the only times that a protagonist is actually like, actually just shoot shoots the, the tires. <laughs> I know. They never shoot the tires. They always shoot the windows. Yeah. And, like, I get it if you're trying to get the driver, but <laughs> shooting the tires is the way to go. That'll also get the driver. I mean, I don't want to get, like, tips and tricks to, like, you know, shooting tires. I don't, <laughs> I'm not, like, WikiHow. <laughs> right. But... It's not very commonly used, probably because it's too good of a move. Yeah, like it, the, it ruins a car chase if anybody. Also, the, the only way you can have it in a movie is if you have like a spike, <laughs> tack, you know, trap or something. Like, yeah. put the spikes down, get them, right. cobra. <laughs> I don't know, cobra is not the. That's a good guy. Yeah. Just confusing. <laughs> about that i don't think he ever shoots tires either cobra yeah he just shoots drivers so there's like why are we talking about cobra again <laughs> not cobra i meant like cobra like like gi joe yeah i know but i was more amused i was just amusing myself talking about <laughs> other cobra <laughs> I don't have the energy to finish the podcast. <laughs> you know, I gotta say, so we we mentioned a little bit of the thing where they stop for to, to so that Bowler can track um, because the dirt talks to him. Mm -hmm. But we didn't mention the best part of that scene. Okay, so he definitely talks about how he sees that the wagon with the orb on it went mm -hmm. through. Yeah. And that the motorcycles were there. Yep. And then some other stuff that you don't need to know about. Yeah. You, you don't you don't care. You won't believe me anyway. But then like, the other stuff me. is so good. It's like, what else did you see? I Which I really appreciate. He's like, you want to tell me. Just tell me what, what you saw in the dirt. I, you know what? I have trouble believing you can see all that in the dirt, but you know what? I want to know. What else do you see in the dirt? What else does, does he see in the dirt, Dave? It's like a a bear that's pregnant with twins. Yep. About ready to give birth. About ready I to think. give birth. Walked past this morning. That just happened. It's not relevant, but you know what? That happened. Amazing. 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 And that's why I like Big Daddy Bowler the best. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I understand. Also, uh, uh, at the end, in addition to fixing all of the motorcycles, mm -hmm. the Spanky sisters also made Briscoe a belt buckle. Oh, yeah. And it says, then they Wir lieben that... Briscoe. What does it say? Wir lieben Briscoe. What does that mean? We love Briscoe. Okay. Um, But I think it's weird how she's putting the belt buckle on him. <laughs> Yeah, I I mean... But I think it's just to set up, like, a joke, like, mm -hmm. that it looks like something else is happening. Yeah. Which should be very strange. The professor is right there. I mean, I don't even know if it would be that strange. For the kind of, whatever kind of relationship they seem to have set up between them, I don't even know if it would be that strange. What kind of relationship do you think is between... I Look, I don't... <laughs> 
something's something's up there. I, Whoa! <laughs> I don't, I don't see that. <laughs> no, it cut away too quickly. We uh, didn't rewind that five times. We did not. There isn't a weird H thing on on Briscoe's belt buckle. <laughs> but you know what? There, it uh, one weird thing there is we touched on, but I want to really talk about it. This lever. Because as they're leaving, the professor's giving all this information about the motorcycle and like how to drive it and what to do with it and how, what to be careful with and all this stuff. And then he's like, Briscoe's like, what's this lever? He's like, I have no idea what that does. And like, that feels like such a setup for like the big climactic thing. It's never addressed. This is Briscoe County Jr. Have you forgotten? They just say a thing and then it just is there. It'll be addressed in two episodes. <laughs> We're never going to see motorcycles again. What is, what is that tiny orb that Socrates has? I am still very curious what that was. And I cannot think of Socrates without saying Socrates in my head. <laughs> uh-huh. I will always think that way because yeah. of Bill and Ted. Mm-hmm. Just broke my mind. Yep. It's true. I agree. I also think when the robber baron says Socrates, he says it in a strange accent. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't notice it. It might just be his, like, where, what he decides to emphasize mm-hmm. or, like, how slow he says it or something. Mm-hmm. It's also, it's not a common name like people aren't saying it very often so it might be just hard to say you know like uh-huh. as an as a person out in the world until you get used to saying it <laughs> yeah yeah you probably there's probably not as much uh, uh talk about socrates in 1893 like wild west yeah and even less in 1993 like, <laughs> unless you're like studying Greeks or Roman mythology or something like you're like that era and time. Mm-hmm. Right. But by then we had Bill and Ted. Yeah. But by that. Yeah, you're right. We didn't need that anymore. We just threw all that away. <laughs> right. <laughs> we didn't. We just learned everything from Bill and Ted from then on. And like also that show Quantum Leap. <laughs> Tune in for Dave's podcast about that with Ron Holland. <laughs> it's not. It's not it's a thing. Not, it's, not. it's not a thing. It's, there's no. There's no it's, time. It's not- there's no time. <laughs> we need a lot more people supporting our Patreon if that's ever going to happen. <laughs> Which we never talked about, but uh, that's just as well because I always forget to upload things to it. I've got so much to upload to that. Anyway, um, someday it'll go up there. Thank you, Annie. Yeah, that was just the red herring or whatever. The goat, the hidden goat of the episode. I don't know. I'm trying to come up with that phrase. What is it called? It's probably not a red herring. The thing that like tricked you, it's not really what the episode. The Yeah, that's a red herring. Okay. That's what that lever is on the bike. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, this is going to be the big thing, but <laughs> mm-hmm. it's not. It's going to be the big thing is when Bowler like drops a. Dynamite stick in the mm-hmm. sidecar. Totally misses a solid car, though. Thank goodness. <laughs> solid car is totally fine. Totally fine. <laughs> that could have caused a real, a real fire. 
If it hits Sodgar. Just like that that arm. <laughs> that arm's gone. That, maybe that's by what By the happened. end of the episode. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> we didn't talk about how they felt it necessary to show the orb wagon changing the horses. Uh-huh. Um, I think they showed that to just show that they had the people riding ahead. Right. And that they were tailing them, essentially, mm-hmm. and waiting for them to switch the things so they could just, like, follow them. Right. I don't know yeah. how the those, like, people that are riding ahead of them and, like, checking, scoping things out, they're not they just ran into the town and like I don't didn't do anything like I don't. Well, they make their their thing was to make sure that the path was clear, so the the wagon never oh, had so to stop. Oh, so they're not like looking for snipers. Well, I think that's part of it, but it's also making sure well, that there look isn't up there. Well, it's making sure that there isn't like obstacles in the road or like bandits or whatever. I mean, maybe they were looking on the radar and they could see that no baddies were in the <laughs> area, but I there were baddies. There were. There were. Uh, but it wasn't obvious. They hadn't initiated like okay. a fight. So, but it, the real question is, the orb wagon <laughs> is being pulled by four horses, right? Mm-hmm. What are the names of those four horses, <laughs> and what are the names of the new horses <laughs> that get changed? Uh, so the first four were war, pestilence, famine, and death, and the new ones were. Dipsy, Lala, Tinky Winky, and Poe. I thought you were going to say, like, Dorothy Blanche. <laughs> also would have been good. I was like, who? I need, like, four iconic... Oh, Donatello. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also would have worked, yeah. Wow, there's so many good quads out there. Loving those quads. Keep up the good work. Because they represent the four humors. That's that's the archetype. That's why you do that. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You have you 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 have the uh So we should get two more people on this podcast? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you there's yeah, there's like four characters. Pestilence, death. (laughs) Yeah. Famine. What's the other one? War. War. That's the four humors. <laughs> right. Oh. Well, no, there's like, that's actually a common thing. Like, when you have groups of four, it's like they, there's like four character archetypes, and they sort of represent like the four, like, classic, uh, uh, there's four classic sort of like character archetypes for, throughout like, like classical theater. Mm-hmm. That are still being used to this day, and like, yeah, like the Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. fit into that. Like, mm-hmm. Golden Girls probably fit into it. Like, there's that's a common Sonic, thing. the Hedgehog, <laughs> right? Yes, <laughs> you know, because there's those ones. It's Sonic and Tails and Knuckles and uh huh, Knuckles too. <laughs> right, yes. Girl Sonic, right. We Mindy, I have no idea. I don't. I honestly know so little about Sonic. Mark, <laughs> right? Sonia, <laughs> Kano. <laughs> I knew it. I was like, <laughs> "Will this happen, or will it just disappear?" 
I'm a bad one. Katrina. Katrina? That's the other Spanky sister. It's oh. Ilsa and Katrina. Because Wickwire. <laughs> wow. No one's going to get that. If anybody does, that. no. I'm, I'm no, leaving it no in, one's going to. I'm leaving it in case anybody does get it. That would be amazing. Please write in if you got that. Anyway. Yeah, because when they're watching the their show at the Horseshoe Club. <laughs> yeah. Wickwire says, Katrina and I have developed a very meaningful relationship. Oh. So, yeah. What does that mean? Yes. Alrighty. Do we, should we talk more about Comet? Did all? you have more to say about Comet? No. I just... mean, I have so much to say about Comet. Comet's the best. Comet's the best. Oh. There is one last thing that is kind of, kind of weird. Is that, So, at the very end, when Briscoe's chasing Juno on the motorcycle, and then... Yeah. Like, so Briscoe's on Comet, Juno's on the motorcycle, mm-hmm. and they're racing along, and then Comet just stops. And Briscoe's like, this isn't the time to quit now. You And Comet's like, like nods, mm-hmm. like it is. And then Juno goes over the cliff, mm-hmm. and that's why Comet stopped. But there was a shot, there, like, a, a, like a half-second shot of Juno looking back over his shoulder and then looking forward again and then going, ah, before he goes over the cliff. But the shot of him looking over his shoulder, yeah, Briscoe and Comet is, are still chasing, even though we just saw Comet stop. Mm-hmm. Because it's supposed to show, the, I think the point of it is to show Juno not looking forward to see the cliff. Mm-hmm. But in that shot, Comet is still galloping behind him, even though he's already stopped in the previous shot. <laughs> I I feel like the show had a lot of continuity problems. A little bit, yeah. Like some weird H's on a wall in a cave. <laughs> yeah. It's probably I... a message to John Bly. <laughs> probably. I do feel like the idea was, I bet what happened was they were like, why would he not see the cliff? And so they were like, maybe we need a shot of him looking back. But we don't have a shot of him looking back. Just use this one. Nobody will notice that Briscoe's still moving. There was him. also like a scene, I think, in the town where Bowler and Briscoe are walking together. And mm-hmm. that the way it looks, it looks like that was the only take they had of it. Uh-huh. Like it looked weird and grainy uh-huh. in a, stra- a strange way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a shot of Wickwire that was really blurry and I was like, yeah, why did you use and this? I, and I think um I've seen this in other sitcoms. Like mm-hmm. I think we've seen this while watching Frasier. Yeah. Um it it's just that it's just like seems strange, seems like something is off like yeah. about the scene that they chose. Yeah. Well, oh you know what it, it, it probably is? This show was apparently filmed very quickly, like each episode. So that was one of the things in, in Bruce Campbell's autobiography, talking about filming this, is he was like, I came from like the film world, right? Like you spend so much more time filming f- to, to create the amount of footage you use to make a movie, right? So yeah. like 
the 45 minute a uh, 45 minutes minute episode that's half of a movie that takes so long to make compared to making a 45 minute episode of tv and so he was like i would be he's like i would finish an episode and one day and then be up the next day starting the next one like wow. in the morning like first thing in the morning they'd be working on the next episode like and they were going to go go go. How do you go, do go. the lines? Do they just feed you your lines before? No, th- the thing is, like when it's your job to learn lines like that, you get real good at learning lines like that. Wow, your brain just conforms. Yeah, just practice, and you get good at it. And yeah, they'll they give you the script, and you practice it, and you figure it out. Like you just get good at learning lines it, mm-hmm. very quickly. I and mean, so- it's not like I've never been in a play, but it just seems like. So much to do an entire <laughs> rip roaring cowboy episode, yeah. and then do get up the next day and do a totally different episode. Yeah, well, that's one of the things he was saying. He like said, "You gotta that, smooch so many people yeah. and ride so many horses." That's actually just what I was gonna say. Is that he said sometimes because they so frequently, you know, he mentioned the heroine of the week mm-hmm. thing. Is like there would be times when they were supposed to have like some romantic thing, and he had to be like. What's your character's name again? Because like they're just there was so there was a new one so frequently that there were times when he was just like, I don't remember which one this is. Yeah, I mean, the, probably the only person he would know well is the person playing Dixie Cousins, right? Like obviously he knew Dixie, but like any if it was like someone who showed up for one episode, yeah. Sometimes you'd just be like trying to be all romantic with somebody and just be like. Sorry, what? <laughs> well, he was very like... romantic with that person whose name I can't remember. Annie. Annie, yeah. <laughs> yep. Even uh, I can't remember her name. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, so I bet some of that continuity stuff is just like, there are, there are so many different locations in this episode, and like, so like they got to do like motorcycle stunts and like mm-hmm. all these things that mm-hmm. I bet there were times they were just like, we just got to get the shot and go. Like, we, we get it. And we move on. We don't have time to, like, take extra shots if we can afford it, like, if we can get through it. And so mm-hmm. if they're, like, if, they, if they're if they in editing, they're like, oh, we need a shot of him looking behind us. They're like, we don't have time to get that guy and get the motorcycles again and get mm-hmm. Briscoe out there and just film, like, one extra thing. Just do the shot of him looking behind him. Nobody will notice Comet is still running. It's fine. It's like a half second thing. Mm-hmm. It's not like somebody We've already talked about it more than anyone else in the entire world has. <laughs> yeah. no, like it's not like somebody twenty years from now is gonna be like analyzing it and talking about it. <laughs> I, the thing is that when you're going really fast, I just assume it's really easy to just like go off a ledge. Because you're not <laughs> right. focusing. Yep. And your horse should no. Yeah. Your horse, this is the thing is, uh, wait, is he on a motorcycle? He's on the motorcycle. He's on, no. The, he's Juno, on a, Juno is on the motorcycle. Yeah, Juno yeah. is on the motorcycle. So his never, horse isn't ever... going to be like Common and say, right. uh, no, thank you. Right. I know that is a cliff and I don't want to fall off the cliff. Yep. That's a good thing. That's the best thing about horses versus motorcycles. <laughs> right. Anyways, that's number one reason why not to ride a motorcycle. I don't know if it's the number one, but it's up there. It's it's definitely there are a lot one of number of ones. There are a lot of there are a lot of reasons not to ride a motorcycle. This is definitely one of them. Well, they're all kind of the same thing. 
you might fall off the motorcycle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the word motorcycle means like ride at your own risk. That's exactly what it means. That's a German word. It's it means sure. ride at your own risk. It means celestial motor body. <laughs> exactly. All right. Do you have anything else you want to talk about on this? Just so much. What yeah. a hey, you remember Pogs? <laughs> okay, is there anything related to this episode you want to talk about? I'm done. I'm okay. done. Okay. I think. Well, I don't know. I might want to talk about the cave again. <laughs> I'm done. Okay. Don't forget to look behind things because there's probably some dynamite there <laughs> and um you're gonna have to save the orb and you just don't fumble it don't fumble <laughs> it don't. don't be like the patriots <laughs> <laughs> wow all right uh well with that this has been a different direction. Talking about episode 13 of The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. Steel, Steel Horses. horses. <laughs> and there's a TJR for Kate saying, until next week, be waiting for you, Brisk. A Different Direction is a TJFRK production. You can contact the podcast at DiffDirectionPod on Twitter or email us at differentdirection at tjifrk.com. You can also find information about everything that TGIFRK produces by following us at TGIFRK on Twitter. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.